Hello, Warriors. How are you guys doing this evening? Tonight is Friday, August the 12th, 2022. And we have quite a bit of a... It's a good night. It's a good night for talking about one dark night. (laughs) Y'all see what I did there? Yes, but we are talking about One Dark Night, um, the movie that came out in 1983. Uh, it stars uh, 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 Bruce, um, what's his name? Bruce, um, some, uh, I have it written down, guys. Let me see. Um, Adam West. Yes, Adam West. Thank you. Thank you, Donna. That, that's exactly who I was um, trying to um, think of, Adam West. Um, yes, the original Batman, y'all, and it also stars E.G. Daly, who is Tommy uh, Pickles from Rugrats. Did y'all know that? Yeah, yeah, and and uh, my um, my guests for tonight is well, y'all know and love him, Adrian Garza, and a newbie yeah i have not had a newbie in a while miss donna renee who i love oh my goodness girl i have been wanting to meet you forever and i and i want i wanted to say donna i want to be you when i grow up because y'all donna just listen she know everybody you know all of the actors all of the actresses girl i'll be like I want Donna's life. <laughs> um, I try to be um, as adventurous as possible. Like I said, I'm making up for lost time. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And I understand that completely. Because, yeah. cause listen, when my son turns 10 years old, me and him going to hit the road, okay? And me, oh, him, yeah. look, me, him, and my fiance. And if my fiance don't want to go, it'll be me and my son. I'm telling you. <laughs> Yes, but uh, uh, let me see. Um, yes, one one dark night, y'all. That, okay, let me find out what y'all like. How y'all like the movie? Uh, Donna, Donna, we'll start with you first, honey. How do you like uh, one one dark night? And, and I, because I know you you grew up with the movie, same as me, and probably same as Adrian too. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, I pick it. Um, I first watched it back in the cable days, like the movie channel Showtime. Oh, yes. Yes. It came on a Friday night, and I was curious about it. So I watched it, and it scared me. And the the way it was presented, the creepy 80s horror movie, it it did its job. It scared scared me. And, um, but... I became a fan of it. I bought it. I bought actually two copies of it. Oh, really? And, yeah. And so um, it's a favorite weekend movie to watch, you know, whenever you yes. get a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, a horror movie, um, adventure with friends or whatever. But, yeah. Um, oh, a slumber party? Oh, girl. Yes. <laughs> if I was still a teenager, I would have a slumber party and this would be on... <laughs> on repeat, yes. I tell you. I know. Yes. <laughs> and Adrian, how about you, hon? How do you uh, feel about One Dark Night? It's actually one of my favorite movies. 
Um, it has been there since I was a kid. I haven't really figured out how to fit it into my Halloween displays yet, but... Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to find a way. For... Yeah, I've, been, I've been pondering that idea for a few years, but every year I think about it, eh, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you should do it this year. I, don't, I mean, I don't know how... I'm not really sure how you would fit it in either. But you have well, to, you have uh, to find a way. That would be so awesome. I'm already doing Jack the Ripper, so I'm kind of. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so that wasn't really London, fit. <laughs> London scene. So I'm doing it early because I want it to look real good, not amateurish. So I'm making the poles for the the light fixtures and and oh the big drapes for Jack and the hookers. You know, I. I I've got everything, and if I can fit it in like a side dish, maybe, uh-huh. what I usually try to do, because I put the main, so the main scene is usually the front yard, the main front yard, uh-huh. and then I might do like a little bitty side thing over by the fence, so maybe I can, maybe I can fit it in that way, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'll, you'll have to I'll figure it out, do. or you could just, just do it next year. <laughs> can do that too yeah yeah because i don't see you fitting in with the whole jack the ripper yeah thing. Might be yeah I, I don't think yeah it, it wouldn't fit in uh but yeah. so, but but like yeah yeah i i uh like i said if if i was a young girl and we had a slumber party this movie will be on repeat because it, it it's so good but and what's even more amazing about this movie is that it was rated PG. Oh, yeah, exactly. It was rated PG and it's and still had that scare factor. That That's amazing to me, you know. And um, yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll hop right on into it. Uh, 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 and Donna, I'll, I'll ask you uh, first. Uh, who is your favorite character, my dear? I actually have two of them that I really like. In this yes, movie. ma'am. That was Julie and Olivia. Yes, yes. Julie was the new girl, just trying to fit in with high school and put in. You know, she was just there to, um, just the the new one trying to fit in with all the um the the kids there, but. Particularly because she wanted to get with this group just so she could fit in. Yeah. But, and then uh, Olivia, being um, the daughter of Carl, um, she was the person that managed to get some sort of gifts from based on his capabilities of right. his telekinesis. So um, she was just trying to understand what kind of person her father was, even though he pushed her away you know so many years so right. there was his reasons why because he probably knew how deadly he was probably yeah that's what i that's what i was thinking too that was yeah. my thinking about it and, and he didn't want his daughter knowing what kind of monster say, monster and evil person he yeah. was so he did everything possible not to associate with her but yeah. she felt like she was hurt by that 
Oh uh, yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so, as, well, shoot, as a woman and as a daughter, you know ourselves, you know, we could probably relate to that hurt. Like it's like, well, why would you push me away? You know, I could have. Like she said, she even said it herself. She said, "I wish I could have helped you." You know, yeah. we feel like you know we could help our dads. You know, in some way or another. And so, and that's how she felt. Yeah, and it's just something that um, that I felt that I I really, actually I liked her more, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Olivia, she seemed very motherly too. Like she just had an instinct to go to yeah. the mausoleum. You know, she didn't know what for. She just had an instinct. Something was. No, she had the vision. She saw it. Um, there oh did she oh okay i i missed that part i must have missed that part she was probably like a seer maybe yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, not not so much as psychic but something she could just see visions that's what i thought that's what that was my thing yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) and adrian how about you uh who was your favorite character on there um I guess I'd have to say Olivia and Julie. Yeah. Yeah. I liked, I mean, I liked them for very different reasons, of course. I mean. Right, right. I mean, I liked Julie because, uh, well, one reason, because it was Meg Tilly. Yeah. I was a a big Meg Tilly fan at the time because of Psycho, you know, and, and, um, and I think that she did some some small things. Yeah, she did in the eighties. She did. Yeah, so I'd see her quite often here and there. Um, and then I later saw her in a movie with Drew Barrymore, Far From Home. You know, I haven't uh, seen that one. Actually, actually, no. Wait a minute. I don't think that was her. I think that was her sister Jennifer. Never mind. Oh, <laughs> they look so but much alike. Me, it, yeah, I mean, it's hard to tell them apart if you don't pay attention. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's hard to tell them apart in the earlier movies. Now you can, because, you know, they look totally different, but back then. Yeah, back then they looked totally yeah. alike. But you know what? They still look the same, though. And, and you do know that uh, Meg Tully is supposed to be in Chucky. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. thinking that um, she's going to probably play her sister, <laughs> Tiffany's sister. <laughs> oh, Jennifer. Yep. Uh, Matt, I think you're talking about the movie where she was with Matt Dillon. Wasn't that Tex or one of those? Um, I've seen she was before, I think. Um, this one, I think. Wasn't that? Um, one of the two, maybe. Yeah. I think so, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, but she was really big back in the 80s, though, Meg Tilly oh, was. Yeah. I mean, maybe she yeah. wasn't as big, you know, as some people, but, but yeah. she, I, I mean, but she did do a lot, though. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, she and a beautiful, beautiful girl. She's, I mean, she's so pretty. Her and um, Jennifer, actually, and, 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 uh, um, and Jennifer uh, was telling how her how their mother had made them into like a little singing group when they were younger (laughs) she was saying she told that story um 
on the Kelly Clarkson show. How how her mom had them singing and stuff like that. I said, oh, so y'all are singers. I'm going to have to look y'all up on YouTube. <laughs> and there is a musical number from, uh, well, um, from Jennifer anyway. Um, uh, I forget the name of the song, but she was singing. And she did really good. She sounded really good. I'm going to have to, now I'm going to have to put it on the group page. going to have to, um, what I found. <laughs> Yeah, so they do have different voices, though. Jennifer has more like a raspy voice than her sister. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, that's the that's the difference there. That's how you can tell them apart. Who was your favorite? My favorite, my favorite character, is different from y'all, but I I I, I loved him. I I, I uh Steve. Uh, her boyfriend. I loved him because he tried to knock some sense into her. He he tried. He tried it. He he was he was like, listen, you are so much better than these girls. Why are you trying to you know? And and and, and don't get me wrong. As a girl, and especially as a girl who was bullied, you know, back in the day, back when I was in high school uh not so much high school but i was actually really bullied in my in my elementary years uh, elementary and um uh in junior high that's when i was bullied so so i can understand that wanting to uh uh to be popular or just fall in with the popular crowd or you know trying to prove yourself you know so i i can relate in that way to julie but but her boyfriend steve if i had a boyfriend like him lord i that, that would would have you know uh I, so much heartbreak would not have gone on had i had a boyfriend like steve who was trying to tell me like babe you know you're better than them you don't even have to join them you know you can there's so many other clubs that you could be a part of you know and and so and and so i was just like dude you rock (laughs) you know (laughs) he supported her no long no matter what but he still was like and and he knew that that girl was jealous of her you know no she still no don't do it you know and i was just like you rock you rock it was basically peer pressure what she was going under you know yeah yeah and and for him to know that as a as a as a jock as a popular jock you know he and for him to be like yeah this isn't for you 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 don't you don't have to do this yeah i i thought that that was just so sweet and just and and that's the norm because you know here you have this jock you know like i said he's a jock you know he's a basketball star and and he's cute it's all gal you know and 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 he's popular and here you have him saying you don't have to do all that you have me you don't have to do all that and so that 
Yeah. That that made me love him far more than anybody else on the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it was really hard. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> well, okay, so who is your least favorite character? And uh uh Adrian, I'll go to you first with this question. Uh who is your least favorite character? Um, I actually had a couple. Yes, sir. Um Carol and Kitty. Yes, um, sir. Carol kind of reminded me of Wendy from Prom Night. Me too. In, me too. Yeah, in, yeah. in so good. many ways. And Sorry. Oh, um, no, you did. One of the reasons... No, it's okay. <laughs> but one of the reasons I don't like Kitty, I mean Kitty, is because she always had the toothbrush in her mouth. Uh. It was so freaking annoying but Carol actually scored a couple points with me in that one scene where she said get that out of your mouth I'm like amen girl yeah <laughs> make her swallow it something I am so sick of seeing that toothbrush so yeah yeah them too plus they were just I mean plus they were just uh, assholes you know I mean yes, they were both little they bitches were. They were, and, and you no know, <laughs> to me, I I thought that Carol was a a, a very much so an a hole towards uh, towards Kitty, way more than she was towards uh, Leslie, and that yeah. for that reason alone is why I didn't like Carol. I'm like, wait a minute, that. that treating kitty worse than you were our leslie and leslie is the one who's actually treating you worse than, <laughs> you know because leslie didn't back down from her leslie didn't no. leslie look leslie was not scared of carol i'll tell you that much now kitty was intimidated by, by carol and you could tell but leslie 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 didn't take no stuff from carol and carol knew it yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, of course, you can you can just about guess who my least favorite character is. It is Carol. But I also didn't like Olivia's husband either. Uh, um, I, I, I didn't like... There's something about skeptics that I just don't like. I, I can... I, uh, and, and I know there's a lot of skeptics out there, but you know, they don't believe in the supernatural. They don't believe in Jesus and everything like that. I, I, I understand it. But I'm like, dude, have an open mind, will you? <laughs> I mean, this stuff happens, you know, and yeah, so, so, yeah, so Alan, you, yeah didn't really <laughs> bode too well with me either so, well donna who was your least favorite character um of course you know we are gonna say carol yeah you know all of us queen yep <laughs> um, but, but it, um like i said it was really hard because the only reason why she was acting that way is because she got rejected by steve yeah and, and just, um, she was just, um, like the typical bully, you know? Yeah. And there's always that one person that always follows her, you know, all the time. Right, regardless. yeah. 
So, um, and it will have to be Carol. You know, yes. Hands down. Yes, <laughs> yes, hands down, Carol. <laughs> so we all agree, it's Carol. <laughs> okay, so what was your favorite scene in uh, uh, Run Dark Night? And Donna, we'll go to you uh, for this uh, question first. Um, what was your favorite scene in Run Dark Night? That would be the opening of the first casket. And show when Carl pulls out that first coffin and that dead body in front of Carol and Kitty. Oh yeah! And the music, the music just intensifies as they're just frozen in fear as it's coming out. Yes. And we're looking, and this is you see that casket open very slow. And oh, yes! Oh my gosh, that gives me the. Okay. The, yes, the moment Ooh, that, that freaks me out every time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would probably be the one that probably stood out the most of the whole entire movie. That part, because that's something you just don't see. Right, right. <laughs> it, it, it just creeps you out. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Adrian, what was your uh, favorite scene? Well, I like the casket scene that you just mentioned, and also um, I like, um, I guess it's close to where the movie ended, where you realize that Carol and Kitty both got killed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you saw the toothbrush. At least they won't be back. <laughs> so yeah that's that was okay with actually, yeah there's actually a few scenes the one where um olivia also takes that mirror and uh oh yeah and like yeah and it that's like it, comes that. back on him yeah yes mm-hmm. uh, it's the power she had there you know right yep wow. and, and you know what else what other part creeped me out is when <laughs> uh and I don't think it was meant to creep us out, but it did, because it sure did freak um, Meg Kelly's character out uh, when um, when Steve was on the glass window, Give me that. and, and uh, Julie thought that it was a monster, but it was him. Yeah, and he was banging on the mic, but it 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 did look like a monster though. But but we as the audience knows that it was him. But to her, it looked like a monster, and that I mean, and that's enough to freak anybody out. To to and actually, I read that she did not like the mausoleum at all. So yeah, every every scene that she had in there was real because. Yeah. She did not want to be in that mausoleum whatsoever. I, I so, don't blame her. <laughs> that is, like I said, it was it's just too creepy. It was, but but the, <laughs> but the acting. Oh my goodness, the acting was so spot on, and I think we can all agree that all of their acting is was so good. Yes, and, and you know, I mean. Yeah, I did not like the Carol character, but her as an actress, she was really good, and she should have kept going, but she didn't. Um, uh, I forget her name right now. Oh my goodness, I'm drawing a blank. But I did, um, uh, I did read her name. 
I'm thinking about Melissa Newman. Robin Evans. Robin Evans, yeah. Melissa Newman yeah. was Olivia. Uh, yes, yeah. Robin Evans uh, is her name. She should have kept going. She, uh, I think she would have been such a big movie star. Um, same with um, Kitty, um, the girl who plays Kitty. I think her real name is Leslie. Uh, yeah. Uh, but um, mm-hmm. they all should have went, you know, they all should have kept going. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, my favorite scene is, um, is when Steve confronts Carol. Yeah. When Steve confronts Carol, shit, he, he's like, listen, leave Julie alone. This, that, our, what we had, had has nothing to do with her. So just cut it out. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just thought that was, that took a lot of balls for him to do that, you know? I mean, to, well, he thought she was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, being her boyfriend and all, so right, right. It's oh, I just love how how she felt so comfortable in saying, "Well, I'll do anything you want, Steve." She wouldn't do that for you. (laughs) Like, girl, how desperate are you? (laughs) Ah. Okay, so what is everybody's least favorite scene? Uh, and Donna, we'll, we'll start with you again uh, for this question. What's your least favorite scene? Okay, uh, the worm scene. When Kitty kicks that old dead body's that oh. lady's stomach and the worms come spilling out. Oh my gosh, girl. All those corpses are pressing their, 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 their moist ickiness Ugh. on the girl's faces and just, just, but just imagine the smell and the oh, scent. the smell alone will kill you. Oh, oh my gosh! But, but yeah, that that worm scene gave me the heebie-jeebies. Oh, and I'm sure she probably, as an actress, did freak freak out at that. Oh, I'm well. sure, I'm sure too. I'm sure too. <laughs> this might have yeah. been the movie that she said acting is not for me. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't be the least bit surprised. <laughs> exactly. So uh, that was really the both of them there. Uh, no, I did not like. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand. And yeah. Adrian, how about you, sir? What was your least favorite scene? Um, I don't really have any. I mean, I'm demented, so all the discussions, <laughs> you know, are. Are what I look forward to when I go see these type of films. So um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess uh, really the only thing that annoyed me was how they were constantly trying to torture Julie. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's just just. Uh, I mean, it was cruel, and yeah. I know that it was an initiation. You know, when they were trying to. Know, for me just trying to be be slick you know and have this creative idea how to scare somebody right but um what really bothered me is that if you read between the lines of this movie mm-hmm. you can see that they never had any intentions 
of her joining their group. They just wanted to torture her. Right. Especially Carol. Yeah. Because of yeah. her being with Steve. Yeah. Yeah, and suppose, I mean, suppose she had gone into shock or something or had a heart attack. It, I mean, and I'm not saying that it's really ever worth having a heart attack, okay, or ending up in the ICU, but... <laughs> <laughs> It, it, I mean, it would have all been for nothing. Yeah, yeah. She never would have gotten in their group anyway, even if she had survived the night. It's like, and I can just picture what would have happened the next day is they probably would have just made fun of her at school, you know, in front of everybody. Now, yeah. this is where I put it out to Latrice. I said, Latrice, first of all, when Julie went in there, she didn't really explore the entire mausoleum as she had supposed yep. to. That's why she got like, how did those girls get in? Had she had found that room, she would have gotten out of there and... Uh, yep. She would have, yep. Yeah. She, she did not, yeah. like Donna said, and I agreed with Donna. I said, Donna, I agree. She did not, yeah. she did not take advantage of going through that whole mausoleum. Yeah. So... That yeah. was only my dis- um, disappointment on her being in there. Yeah. No. Yeah. But then I kind of noted that maybe she was just too scared to even look anywhere, just wanted to find whatever room she could get into. Right, right. And d- just plant herself in that room. Don't yeah. go out. Don't go out of it. And that's another thing. Was she, when she started hearing all those noises, she should have just stayed in that dang room. I know I would have. <laughs> yeah. They gave her that pill, remember? Uh, the Demerol, oh, yeah. Can I time up for a bit? I gotta check something real quick. Oh, yeah, we're about to go on the break anyway. Okay. I'll we'll be, be right back. All right, Warriors, we're back. And, okay, so I did not get a chance to tell you guys my least favorite scene of uh, One Dark Night. So my least favorite scene is when Carol, being the Wicked Witch of the West, as she is, (laughs) uh, when she put Leslie out the car just because she was not going along with her plan. I thought that that was the lowest of the low, you know, and, 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 but, but Leslie didn't care at that point either. Like I said, Leslie did not back down from Carol. She, I mean, she, from, from her saying, you're jealous, you know, to that part where she says, I'm not okay with this. And Carol, you know, put her out because of it. But Leslie, she really didn't, I mean, I think she cared, but she, her conscience got the better of her too. You you know. Uh, uh, So so I, I just thought that that was the meanest scene uh, of the whole entire movie. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and what Carol was doing to Julie was mean enough. But for you to actually treat your 
friend that way. I mean, she was your friend. And you're like, yeah. oh, get out. Yeah, exactly. And that's not a sisterhood at all. Uh-uh. You know, like, sisterhood. what kind of sister are you right now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so, all right. Now, why do you guys think that Julie really wanted to be a part of the sisterhood, even if it meant being bullied? And, and, and she kind of did let, let you know, us know. But do you, do you guys think that there was another reason? Or, or you know, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Uh, Donna, I'll, I'm going to go to you first because we're women you know we know what you know we know what it's like you know to want to be in the in crowd and everything like that or maybe we don't want to be on in the in crowd but we know we just yeah. know yeah so, so uh, what do you think about that question she i think she was just tired of being um labeled a nice girl you know yeah and she wanted to be part of partake in this group because she wanted them to know that she was able to stand up to whatever they task or um um they threw to her you know yeah and she wanted to know that she was able to take it regardless that they probably thought of her as being weak but she wasn't you know she wanted right that's why she tried to tell steve like trying to get him to understand even though he was just trying to tell her it wasn't worth it but to her she felt like it was, she was able to beat them, you know, at this and yeah, yep, and stand up, you know, against some what Carol was um, doing to her, and she knew yep. she, she knew what was happening. So, mm-hmm. but um, she just didn't know how far Carol would take it, you know. Right. And neither did the other girls, because you noticed the fear in all of their eyes when oh yeah, dropped her off at the mausoleum. Even Carol herself was hoping she wouldn't get out of that car. Uh-huh. And remember, she kept, like she kept threatening her, like you know, this is what's gonna happen to you. But she went in. Right. Yep. Like, I'm gonna do this. So I don't care what you say. Yep. So that's that's what I felt from her. And yeah, and, and I to- I do totally agree with you because, like I said, we're women. We know we know the score. We know you yeah. know what's going on and everything like that. So. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. I think Julie was like, listen, anything yeah. you throw at me, I can take it because I'm not just the nice girl. I am yeah. a girl who can take stuff, you know. Yeah. But but and, uh, because and that's another re- that's another way how I related to Julie because. I I'm I am one of those nice girls, you know that people always have said that about me. Oh, Latrice, she's so nice. She's gonna let anything and anybody just walk all over her, you know. Yeah. And, and, and that's and that's what it feels like too. It feels like people just think that they can take advantage of you, you know, when you're nice, you know. And yeah. I think that's probably how Julie felt. Julie probably felt like I'm not just somebody who can, who you can walk all over, you know. So, mm-hmm. yep, yep I around. agree. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Adrian, 
how about you, Bud? How, how do you um uh, feel about that question? Why do you think that yeah. Julie really wanted to be a part of the sisterhood? Um, why while you two were talking, uh, I just had a serious flashback. <laughs> so it was, it, it was um, so when I was in high school, okay, and this relates a lot to Julie, uh-huh. um, we had a performing group, okay, and they were called the Harmony Singers, um, and they performed around town for the mayor, you know, the big, all the big events, and they did concerts, hey, and the group was like rock and roll, jazz, you know, mm-hmm. and they did all the upbeat songs, and if you were a part of that group at our school, you were like the, the hot shit. It's right. like, I mean, mm-hmm. all, all the girls would talk to the guys, all the guys would talk to the girls, and you didn't have to play football if you were in that group. It's like, hey, man, yeah, what's up, you know? And, I mean, I was the the quiet kid, mm-hmm. um, and then I wanted to try out, and everyone that knew me was like, what? why the hell are you trying out for that <laughs> screwball group? You know, they're a bunch of idiots. Like, um, cause I can make it. Uh-huh. So I went in and I pondered, you know, should I go country? Should I go rock? Or should I surprise the hell out of them? And, uh, yeah. And at the time I was carrying my heritage, which is, Latino. Right, right. <laughs> and I went in and I sing a Latin rock song. I nailed it, but then when the group was selected, I didn't make it. Oh. And and I mean I I just felt really devastated. And one of my teachers that wanted me to try out since the eighth grade, um she had told me, you know, uh I can't believe you didn't make it. And I said, um, yeah, I can because I'm different. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm not like them. And she said, uh, why did you want to be a part of the Harmony Singer so bad? And I said, because I wanted, I wanted to be treated like I was a human being. Um, I wanted right. to be accepted. Right. And I wanted to be popular. And she's like, you know, you're already popular. You have plenty of friends. You know, yeah, but they're all freaks. <laughs> I just had this attitude, like, you know, maybe if I hung out with somebody besides the punks, uh, that yes, I would be taken yes. more seriously. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then when I look at this situation with Julie, uh, I think that she thought everybody thought that he was just a quiet girl like I was the quiet boy who mm-hmm. really didn't have anything to offer and when wow, that's I got up there well when I got up there and sang though I mean I gave everything I had and I felt like I had accomplished one thing you know at least at least everybody knows now that there's that, uh, you're, there's more to yeah. you than yeah, just being quiet. Yeah, there's a demon inside. 
<laughs> but I mean, it didn't, I mean, it didn't really help that much, of course, but, um, but I think that's the reason she wanted to be in this group for the same reasons I wanted to be in this group because right. I wanted to be accepted and I wanted people to see me as more than just a quiet kid, you know, right. who mm-hmm. never talked, um, who never really associated with anybody except for the, that, that small group, um, which I had about, um, I had about seven friends in that one, one group. Oh, wow. And, yeah, so I didn't something. really talk to anybody. Well, I didn't really talk to anybody else. I mean, the other oh. kids would be like, um, hey, and I'm like, yeah, screw off. You <laughs> <laughs> know, but yeah, I mean, I felt lonely. Let me put it that yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. Just like Julie probably did. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, and because yeah. like, um, uh, like Donna said, you know, she was a new girl, you know, and, you know, she mm-hmm. didn't really know anybody and stuff. And, you know, and Steve was like the only person who she knew who accepted her you know so so yeah she probably just wanted to feel more accepted than she already did because of the fact that people only saw her as the nice girl yeah yeah but you know what she had a hot guy though yes so that was oh my god yes yeah (laughs) yes Steve was hot. I'm telling you what. Yes. <laughs> very, very, very hot. And if I swung that way, yeah. <laughs> Supportive. Right. <Yeah. laughs> All right, guys. So, okay. Do you guys think that Carol and Kitty's death scenes was good and scary enough? Or do you guys think that it should have, um, that their death scenes should have been more brutal? Now, I, I, I must say, uh, <laughs> I, I thought about this and I thought about this, but then I saw the movie again today. And let me tell you, uh, I, I kind of, I, I agree with what you were saying, uh, Donna. Uh, uh, can you imagine the smell? You know, the smell of them. And and, and, and my answer to that is no, I cannot. <laughs> and nor do I want to imagine. So I kind of, uh, I kind of <clears throat> had to, uh, be, because I, I have put down in my notes that I really didn't, didn't think that the that that their deaths uh, were brutal enough because of you know because oh excuse me guys I don't know why I'm yawning all over the place tonight but um <laughs> but uh, but uh, I I I was like like no I don't think that they I don't think that their deaths were uh cruel enough but when i saw the movie again today i said i i started to rethink it i'm like okay maybe they they were good enough because to me the punishment kind of did fit the crime if if you get if you catch my drift so okay don donna will go with you first uh, do you think that their death scenes 
were good enough? Um, when they realized how far they had gone with scaring Julie, and then also realizing that they were also in a mausoleum with a known killer like Carl. Yeah. <laughs> him unleashing all the bodies, chasing them all over the mausoleum. That was just too scary. And they actually became pitiful. Yeah. And that one moment when they stopped in that one part, that one body coming, you could hear it in the yep. dark. Uh -huh. And Kitty, Kitty is holding Carol. They're holding each other and Kitty starts weeping. So Carol turns and looks and sees that old lady coming yep. towards him. Oh, that, right no. oh that, was, that freaked me out. So I would say, yeah, they got what they deserved um, because she also insulted him. Yes, Even though he, he did. Was, yep. he, 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 he saw that she threw that um, weed or not saw, but she threw that weed to his and, tomb. Yep. So. And he, he felt that. <laughs> yeah, so he felt he, that. He there, you know, he just gave all the bodies to them. Yep. Yeah, that was um that's what she that's what she gets, you know. Yep. That's why I said that's why I had to change my answer. I was like, well, you know, it kind of fit the crime. The punishment yeah. kind of fit the crime. Exactly. So <laughs> <laughs> so I had I had to renege on that. Well, Adrian, how about you, uh, hun? How do you do you think that their death scenes were scary enough, gory enough that you think that you know it was cruel enough? <laughs> um, I don't think so. I mean, I think they should have made their eyes explode or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just something more creative and demented. <laughs> kind of like shocker, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like shocker. <laughs> yeah exactly. And see that, and that was my immediate response, Adrian. That that was it was it was it really was. I was like, well, well, I mean, you could kind of see why this movie was rated PG because they didn't really go for the deaths. You know, they didn't really go for the gore factor or not that I like the gore factor all that much. I, I kind of think that subtly, subtly, or, or how do you say that? Subtly goes a long way. I really do feel like that. But however, I'm like, well, just a bunch of bodies falling on them. That doesn't really seem. But when I when I took another look at it, I'm like, oh, wow. Well wow well they're kind of being suffocated by the bodies so that fear you know yeah death, you know yep yep exactly donna exactly and i'm like well huh okay maybe it does fit you know because yeah. like like you said donna she insulted him too she was like yeah he's just a pathetic loser yeah loser you say <laughs> carl's like loser you say okay we'll see who's the loser by the end of this night <laughs> so, so yeah okay so we move on to my last question 
which is how does one dark night pertain to the Bible? And uh, I, I'll go ahead and um, answer this one first. Um, uh, uh, one dark night speaks about um, the occult and how Raymar, uh, you know, Carl Raymar was a psychic vampire. And now I know, you know, I don't think psychic vampires are real, but I do know that, you know, the occult is very real. And, and, you know, the occult is not of God in any way. And, you know, uh, especially the black magic kind. And, uh, uh, and I'm, I'm going to get slack for this, but the white magic is not of God either. And you guys know the white magic is, uh, they call that the good magic, you know, and, and that's not a God either. And um, the scripture that, that made me, uh, there was a scripture that made me think of Carl Raynard. Uh, it's uh, Second Chronicles 33 and 6. And it says, um, and he burned his sons as an offering in the valley um, of the son of Hinnom. And used fortune telling and omens and sorcery and dealt with mediums and with necromancers. Uh, he did much evil in the sight of the Lord. And that just made me think of the character because he did almost all of those things. And he was very deep in the occult. And, you know, uh, people may ask, why is the, uh, is the occult against God? And the answer to me, anyway, is very simple. You know, people of the occult believe that we can be the, the gods. They believe, you know, they believe that we have the power, you know. And, yes. and, and God, uh, you, you know, the truth is God is God. And he will always be God, you know. And as, as funny as it is because of the, you know, the jealous, factor that carol had you know for julie as as funny as that is you know uh god is a jealous god he he his very name is jealous that you know and and he does not want us to worship any other gods except for him and 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 that's just uh you know that's how that's how i you know, pertains it to the um, Bible. That that's just how I pertains it to the Bible. So, uh, 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 Donna, we'll, we'll go to you uh, first, son, and and you absolutely do not have to answer this question if you don't want to. But but how how do you pertain? How does it pertain to the Bible in your opinion? Well, the first thing that I thought about when it came about this movie and the dead bodies and everything is. Lazarus. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Lazarus yeah. In the tomb. And and it was even though I watched the movie, I don't know if you've seen Jesus. I'm mean, of course you've seen Jesus of Nazareth. That scary part where he says Lazarus come forth. Oh yeah. He was dead for four days. Yes. But yet he rose him and he's walking there, which is a little bit scary because this guy was dead. And yeah. so so this movie is far from what Jesus did. I thought that it was still scary that Carl was still 
although dead, was able to make these bodies come out of the tombs in the mausoleum and make the corpses wake, make make them wake up with their eyes opening. Oh, uh, yeah. And, oh. Yeah. But it was through pure evilness of telekinesis, which is totally right. dark forces. Right, exactly. Yeah, the comparison there is they did rise, um, the dead did rise, you know, the bodies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, and that was probably the closest thing I can say that could. could, could oh, right. Just, yeah. Well, no, I, I hear you. I I hear you, and I feel you too because you know, I mean, uh, and I didn't even go to to uh to Lazarus, but you're right because Jesus did. You know, he said, "Rise up, Lazarus," and and Lazarus rose up. He yeah, did. Uh-huh. He did. So, and it's scary too because. Like I said, uh, yeah, he was like he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> like Lord Jesus, what are you doing right now? He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah, I understand. I understand. Uh, Adrian, did, um, did you have an answer or um? And honey, you already know that you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. So, uh, no, I don't really have an answer. Yeah. No. Yeah, I I didn't think so. Shoot, I almost didn't have one. So, <laughs> oh, but um, well, well, guys, I don't have any more questions, but I do have five fun facts. All right, let me. Uh, oh, okay. All right, okay. The first fun fact that I have is. And I, I don't know if you guys noticed it or not. I didn't notice it. I And I've watched the uh, movie a lot this week. I didn't notice it. But a headstone in the cemetery, briefly seen, reads Myers, a reference to Michael Myers. Tom McLaughlin wanted it to actually say Michael Myers. But the production designer feared legal trouble. It's probably better that they didn't do that. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, it's kind of. I'm kind of glad they didn't go that route. Now, Adrian, this mm-hmm. fun fact is for you. Kitty's habit of chewing on her toothbrush was based on a mutual friend of Tom McLaughlin and Michael Hall. They thought it was such an endearing character quirk that they put it in the film. Wow. <laughs> Man. I can wait to read that to you. <laughs> um, at least they didn't make it a pacifier. Well. <laughs> um, yeah, that would have been even more annoying. Yeah. yeah and they, they have done that in some movies. And it, it annoyed me. I wanted to just rip it out of his teeth. Like, why do you have that thing? Well, it's my first pacifier. I'm like, okay, you're sick. <laughs> <laughs> you're sick, man. <laughs> they usually have like um, alternate endings too, and I read up on that. Yeah. Yeah. They actually put it on a car energy to make Tilly. And they said when she turns to the camera, her eyes were supposed to look like cat people, Natasha Kinsky's eyes. Oh, that would have been awesome. 
that would have yeah. been awesome. That would have been even more creepier. Oh, oh my gosh, how was this movie rated PG? How was the movie? I don't know. It was um <laughs> my gosh, how did they get away with it? <laughs> Maybe the people making the, the, sh- the decisions then just didn't realize what they were doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I just, yeah. Uh, my fun fact number three is uh, the face of Carl Raymar was sculpted from a life mask of Christopher Walken. What? Yep. <laughs> Uh, the gore scene's on right now. <laughs> oh, on my, on mine, um, they're uh, they got the ghost uh costumes on, and they're uh, about to scare Julie. I got she it on this. too. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and oh, uh, here's another one for you, um, uh, Adrian. <laughs> the arcade and pier. Or was that you, Donna? I think somebody mentioned the um, the arcade earlier. So, okay. I did. Yes, Donna. Yeah. Okay. So, the arcade and pier footage was filmed on a part of the Santa Monica Pier, which was later destroyed during the storm. A lot of alternate footage of this location appears in the director's cut of the movie. So uh, I I know you say you got um uh, had two copies of this movie down there. Does, does either one of them have like alternative footage? Do you remember? I gotta look again because I I gotta dig them up. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure I'll find it. Or it's usually on YouTube. You know the deleted scenes and everything. They usually have something like that we can check out. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I love the deleted scenes. But you know what I love even more um, on DVDs? I love the commentary. So if, yeah. if this movie has commentary, uh, commentary on it, I will so grab it because I, I love commentary. Um, okay, and my last fun fact is uh, the character of Kitty was purposefully given the name of Kitty so so that when carol is searching for her and calling her name the audience would mockingly meow at the screen and laugh but after <laughs> and after the initial tension was re- released the jump scare will be twice as effective now i don't know about all that but i do know that the meow would have been so much so hilarious I don't know if they did that in the theaters or not. Like I, like I said, it was made in 83. I was three years old at the time. So I have no idea. But I can imagine if this was in theaters today, that probably would happen. And she'd be like, kitty, kitty. And you would hear meow all across the theater. <laughs> <laughs> I could just imagine that happening. <laughs> Well, guys, we have to take one more break, okay? And then when we come back, I I will um, be telling you guys about the cast and crew who has passed on. We'll take okay. one little break. Okay. All right, Warriors, we are back. And uh, I am going to, to read off the cast and crew that has passed on. 
And uh, we have here um, Donald Hassan. He plays Doc's daughter. He was the one who uh, went to Olivia and Alan and told her all about her dad. Um, he passed away. Oh, excuse me. He passed away on April 14th, 1999, and he was 66 years old. Um, Adam West, our very own original Batman, uh, who plays Alan, he passed away on June 9th, 2017, after a brief battle with leukemia, and he was 88. Uh, Kevin Peter Hall. Guys, he played Eddie. Um, I don't know if you guys remember him or not in the movie. He played. He was the African American basketball player. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was the. Um, I think he had one line. One of Steve's friends. Yeah. Yep. One of Steve's friends. Uh, he passed away on April tenth, nineteen ninety one. He died of AIDS, which he had contracted through a blood transfusion a few months before. And he was only 35. Yeah, that's young. Yeah, very young. Um, Theodore Lehman, he plays the drunk. Uh, He passed away. (laughs) He passed away on February 11th, 2018. Um, And Martin... Nosek. He plays the caretaker. He passed away back in 1981, but they didn't give a month or anything like that, nor nor an age. But uh, but yeah, he passed away in 1981. But this was his very last movie. And and for all of you who are confused. Uh, if you're confused, there is a very good reason why you're confused because he died in 1981. This movie was released in 1983. Well, it was made around the same time as Poltergeist. And for some reason, I, I did read up about it. I read up on it, but did not write it down, and I should have. But um, something happened in Poltergeist got released before this movie did. Yeah. Uh, I, I, like I said, I said, I forget why. Um, well, it was production problems that happened. Yes. And actually, it was supposed to be titled Rest in Peace. Yes, it was. Yes. I heard about that. Yep, it sure was. Yep. Uh, it was, came in there and took over and so. Yep, and that's exactly what happened. I should have wrote it down, but I didn't. Thank you so much, Donna. Thank you. You are such a help to me. I'm telling you what. Yes, uh, uh, exactly. There were production problems, and so Poultry Guys came out first, and then this was released in 1983. So uh, There's always going to be um, production problems, especially when you're dealing with supernaturals, you know. It's always oh there. yeah, most definitely. This this was not the only movie that had yeah. uh, post production problems. Let me tell you, I yeah, yeah. yep. A lot of I went to film school, so they told us that this was an issue with a lot of films that deal with this because it's a no no. You know, it's really uh, oh oh yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Because we're messing with the horses that shouldn't be bothered, but you know how crazy people are. Oh, God, girl, yeah. And a lot of stuff like that. So, and, yeah. And yes. But I also feel like, you know, I also feel like, um, as as much of a no-no as these movies should be because of the demonic entity and everything, I also feel like they're kind of important too because it's real. It, 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 you know, a lot of people don't think that um, the supernatural is real and that's why they're not scared of it, right? That's why they're not scared of it because they feel like it's not real. But... Yeah, but it really is. It yeah. really is, and even like, like even at, in, in your um film school, even they know not to touch this crap. Yeah, yeah. they know not to touch it because it is real. It is real. Native Americans. We are just um, we know better. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Listen. Yeah. I, I uh there's another um in uh Native American girl, uh, Marlene Miller. Um she's on the podcast a lot too, and she um she's from Oklahoma. And yeah. and she's not religious at all, but she but she knows be- better than to go messing with the dang Ouija board. She right. she even said that. She was like, girl, yeah, I, I do not mess with that. Mm-mm. You know, so <laughs> so you don't even have to be uh, you don't have to be Christian or religious or you know just to to just know that messing with this kind of stuff might not be such a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> most of Muslims they seem to have rabbis doing their ceremonies. Are they all Jewish that are buried in there? You know, I that is a good question. That's a very good question because um it, it it does seem to be a lot of Jewish people who does it. So I'm gonna have to look that that's something to really look up. I'm gonna look that up. Remember because um in Rocky Three, Mickey, he was buried in a mausoleum and there was a rabbi there. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. So I was told about that. I you know, I am too now. I I'm gonna look that up, Donna. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that is such a good question. Now, uh, I do want to move on to my grouper's reaction. I asked uh, um, the Horror Movie Warriors group uh, to tell me what their favorite scene uh, in uh, uh, One Dark Night was. And uh, I uh, what their favorite scary scene was. And uh, Jennifer Villarreal, she says... I love this movie. She said the whole setup while the main character is stuck in the ma- mausoleum is great and creepy. And I agree with that because, you know, I am an atmosphere type of girl. If the atmosphere, if, if you're, if you have, have a scary movie and the atmosphere is not scary, it's not a scary movie, in my opinion. Yeah. The atmosphere has got to set be, you know, set the tone for the movie. And let me tell you, this movie set the the, the atmosphere set the tone for how the movie was going to go. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Even though some of the actors don't like it, they have to do it. Yep. 
They have to get through it. They have to get through it. Well, well, guys, I don't have any more questions. No more fun facts and uh, no more other people that has uh, passed on and no more groupers reactions. That was the only one. So we are at the end of my podcast. Yay. Donna, you made it. You made it. I told you you were going to be good. <laughs> Until I hear myself so <laughs> <laughs> I told you you were gonna be good, girl. Uh, right. But um, uh, guys, I do want to mention uh, my uh, uh, podcast anniversary is next week. Uh, I'll be three years old. I've been doing this for three years, and I love it. Uh, I love it as much as the first time that I started. And um, uh, 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 I'm going to be discussing, uh, you guys may or may not remember this movie, but I'm going to be discussing uh, Cheerleading Camp. It's called Cheerleading Camp, but it has an alternate t title too. It, it was called uh, Deadly Pom-Poms. Or, or it was either, no, it was Bloody Pom-Poms. I'm sorry, Bloody Pom-Poms. It used to come on uh, that uh, USA up all night, every week, almost every weekend, it seemed like it would be on that, uh, you know, the USA up all night. But uh, but I loved the movie. And and it, um, if you guys can't remember, remember it, it's, it's on YouTube for free. So right. I'll probably yeah, I'll probably go ahead and um, put the movie on the um on the uh horror movie warriors website uh group page just to, so you guys can go ahead and take a uh look see at it uh maybe it'll jog your memories maybe it won't i uh, it was made back in the 80s of course uh but okay. i i'm going to be um i'm going to be discussing that on wednesday uh okay. with uh my admins uh miss ingrid hubert uh mark lee uh, uh, Tommy West. Uh, hopefully, she'll be on. She, Tommy West was actually supposed to be on this episode, but uh, I know she has to work. So, um, uh, Allison Stone Whale and uh, Matt Latz. Uh, we're all we're all, all supposed to be on uh, Wednesday. I can't wait for that. And, and then next Friday uh, will be the last um, episode of this season. Uh, and uh, uh, Miss Ingrid and Nathan Dilla, we will be discussing the 2020 grudge. Have you guys seen that? I haven't seen it yet. I can't wait the to see it. Grudge, yes, the 2020 version of the grudge. Uh, no, not yet. Yeah, I haven't either. I can't wait to see it. Adrian, have you seen it yet? I have not. No, okay, I, 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 I good. Uh, <laughs> Good. So I, I'm not left out then because I have not seen it either. So I'll, I'll probably go on YouTube and I'll see it, see if I can buy it. Oh, uh, you know, uh, look at it uh, on there because uh, I, I, um, yeah, because I haven't seen it. And I don't want to buy the DVD because I don't want to be let down because <laughs> I have to. Listen, I have the 2004 grudge, and that is creepy and scary, and I love it. And so I don't want to be let down by the 2020 version of it. 
so i so i'd rather just watch it on youtube and if it's good then i'll buy the movie <laughs> if i like it i'll buy it but if i don't like it i don't have to buy it and i would only have had spent like three dollars on it so <laughs> uh -huh. so that's how i feel about that so but yes guys um so uh stay tuned there's gonna be a heck of a lot more uh uh stuff coming up from horror movie warriors um not only do i have my three-year anniversary next week but in october uh october oh excuse me october 31st which is halloween is my 200th episode i'm ecstatic about that and um yes and um i'm still trying to figure out what i'm going to do uh for the 200th i kind of have a I kind of have something in my mind that uh, that I want to do uh, for the 200th episode of the, um, of the podcast, but you guys will know more uh, about that um, probably within the next month. You guys okay. know about you know what I'm going to do and you know stuff. Uh, yeah, I, there's just so much that I'm planning, and I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I'm trying to keep mum, but see, people know me. I, I can't hold water when I'm excited. So, <laughs> yes, but uh, so, well, guys, until next week when you guys will get two episodes of Foreign Movie Warriors, this has been Latrice Carter, Adrian Garza, and Miss Donna Renee, and we will see you guys later. Bye, guys. Bye. Have a good night.